0: Memorabilia from the biggest names from heavy metal and hard rock will be up for auction through Backstage Auctions. This is Pat Prince of Goldmine Magazine, the editor. And we will talk to the owner of Backstage Auctions, Jacques Van Gool, about an auction coming up on Saturday, May 11th, called the Rock Gods and Metal Monsters Auction. And it has memorabilia. If you're into hard rock or heavy metal, you will be overjoyed. And now, right now, you could check out the preview live, in fact, until the auction. But in the meantime, we're going to talk to Jacques about some of the highlights of the auction right after this message from CygnusRadio.com.
1: Hey, I'm
0: Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the Music Collectors Magazine.
1: Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com.
0: Welcome Jacques Van Gool, the owner of Backstage Auctions, and you are having once again your popular Rock Gods and Metal Monsters auction. And it's in preview right now. If you go to BackstageAuctions.com dot com, but begin uh, bidding begins Saturday, right, Jacques?
1: That's absolute brag pat. And and thanks for having me on the show to uh, talk a little bit about this 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 monstrous auction. Uh, I mean, it's called rock Ups and metal monsters, but it is it it is a bit of a monstrous auction <laughs> uh, in terms of of size and content. Uh, we're we're very excited about it. Uh, and indeed, uh, the, the auction has been in preview mode this week, and uh, this coming Saturday is when we uh, open the gates for bidding. Uh, the auction will run uh, essentially for nine days uh, and comes to a close uh, on Sunday the 19th.
0: How many auction lots do you have on this one? It's pretty big, damn big. I it, mean,
1: yeah, you're... it is, and uh, I'm almost almost a little embarrassed to say because it is it, it ultimately has become. Uh, the largest auction we've ever done uh, in our in, in our almost 20-year history, and and it was never set out to become our largest auction, but sometimes it just happens that way. Uh, but but give or take a couple lots, we have almost 1,750 wow. individual lots in this auction.
0: Wow! And this yeah. Rock Gods and Metal Monsters thing has been going on how many years now?
1: You know, we started I think we started doing our first one almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um and, and we were probably the very first auction house that uh that that openly embraced uh, hard rock and heavy metal um as a um as a legitimately uh collectible, you know, collectible genre right. and um uh, I think that it was only going to be a matter of time because yes. you know obviously um, if you look if you take a step back and historically you start looking at you know the pop rock from the from from the 60s and then you know you get into the 70s arena rock and psychedelic rock and and and, and, and prog rock and then you know all of the all of these genres eventually you know uh, morph into something else and and yes. heavy metal uh, you know even though. You can argue the roots were in the 70s but 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 as a uh, you know again legitimate genre um, you really start you know looking at early 80s um, and and from there on you know it just you know kept growing and um uh, not just
0: for memorabilia but record collectors too i mean it's uh a lot of these bands put out you know finance their own records and they only made a you know, put out a couple thousand or whatever, and now they're collector items. So yep. Yep. So um, people need to take that into consideration. Um, now, now I looked through the memorabilia, and I, I made a list of a few things that caught my eye. Um, right. I like the ACDC correspondence. There are handwritten letters and postcards from Angus Young to his girlfriend that lived in right. Sydney. You know, those are quite <laughs> interesting uh in fact he addresses her as captain, does he not? I mean it's
1: yeah, it's kinda yeah, yeah, it was just a, you know, just a sweetheart name. Um, you know, you're talking about Lily really teenagers at yes. the time. Um and um, you know, ACDC was um, you know, seventy six, seventy seven. Uh they were obviously uh, established in, in in Australia, but uh and, and to a degree uh, in Europe uh, but they still had to conquer the US yes. uh, so to speak and uh, these these letters were written um, you know in a in a time where you know you can tell that um, um you know they're they're world famous in, at home <laughs> but, yes. but, but the moment they leave home they're just another band and <laughs> uh you know sleeping in 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 you know motel sixes and holiday Inns yeah. along the way and um and i think that that is just you know just such a you know an, an, a neat element uh, first of all these letters are Uh, are what I call completely innocent. I mean, this is just correspondence between, you know, two lovebirds, basically. But what makes it interesting is that Angus does make a lot of references of, you know, being on the road and uh, the towns that they're in and uh, talks about his brother and, and, you know, things like that. And uh, again, uh, just fascinating stuff, especially also knowing that there is almost nothing handwritten of Angus Young in circulation. They're obviously autographed memorabilia, uh, but Angus is not uh, by his own admission, you know, a writer. Uh, um, And and so uh, these are not only are they, you know, from a content perspective, really interesting, but uh, they're extremely unique uh, for for the fact that there just isn't you know much of this around.
0: And he's not bad of a writer. I mean, you know, in entertainment, mm-hmm. it's typical. You know, the the writer is not the devilish prankster persona he plays on stage. You know, he's very <laughs> no correct. He, he's no, very correct. caring. Uh, yeah. The way he talks to his girlfriend. You know, he's uh, funny. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if "sweet" is the right word, but he's
1: definitely—he's yeah. no,
0: he's, not the he's, juvenile delinquent that he plays on stage. Exactly.
1: No. It's. It's. Yeah. He's a polar opposite. You yes. Know, and- Uh, but you're right. He's very, he's very caring and, and, uh, very concerned, you know, and and he's, he's very apologetic, uh, constantly in terms of, you know, sorry that I haven't written so long and, you know, and, and, and all of that. And it's, again, it's, it's just a very tender human, you know, aspect to, to these documents. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're they're an absolutely fascinating read, uh, they're 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 also great little elements of 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 you know true ACDC history you know true right. history personal history right. yeah. yeah to me a, a fan
0: this is really something for a fan because besides getting like a poster or merchandise you're getting something heartfelt directly you know from the musician this is uh, mm-hmm. really uh, it's almost. And we'll mention a few other things that, you know, it's coming straight from the heart. And, you know, like, I'll, the next thing I'm going to talk about is something on Motorhead, a Motorhead memorabilia from Lemmy. Yep. Uh, speaking yep. of letters, there's a really, it's a, a heartfelt letter from Lemmy to Pantera, Vinnie Paul in particular, after um, Dimebag Daryl was shot and killed. And yep. uh, you could feel Lemmy is shocked in the letter that he wrote to Vinnie. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's kind of it's hard to read um
1: it it is it 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 is and it is for a lot of reasons you know it's it's uh, you know it's um uh, you know we, we 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 tend to think you know that um you know events like that uh, only affect you know us, you know the fans. But, right. but it's a brotherhood, you know these musicians. They're they're, they're it's a brotherhood, and if something happens to one of them, it happens to all of them. Right, and, and, and you can you can feel Lemmy struggle with it, and and I think that you know it's not only that, but there's two other things that I find very fascinating about. Uh, that letter the first thing is is that um the 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 back of that letter um um he actually he starts writing the letter and then he crosses it out and then he flips the page over and then he completes what he really wants to say and so the 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 final version you know as he because at the time he wrote the letter they were in Germany and he had it faxed to the US mm. uh but the let's say the final version was one of you know um um, let's say kindness and sorrow but the, the one that he crossed out is one of anger you know and yeah. and where he starts writing like you know uh, i hope they fry the son of a bitch or you know yeah. things like that and, and 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 you could tell that he stopped himself and and probably told himself like that but uh, you know that's not what this should be about you know this is not about what they should do with that guy this is about you know a, a friend losing his brother you know yes. and so so I, that's a very fascinating element to me you know the other thing is is that um uh, you know and it it, it made me pause uh, is that you know you you hold that letter in your hand you know and it's like well this is a letter that he wrote to Vinnie when when Dimeback, you know got got shot but we've lost Lenny and we've lost Vinny in the meantime as well i know yeah. you know and 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 it's like it's 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 there there's a there's a for lack of better word, you know, there, there's a certain eeriness, you know, to, to 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 this document. I mean, it is it is fascinating, and it is, you know, it is it is historic in a way. But it is also like, wow, you know. I mean, we all remember this, but we're still here. And all the, the the people that are, you know, the, involved in right? this letter is either. Di- about directed to or from are no longer with us yes and and that's that's a bit of a chilling realization
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so uh, uh, a very unique document and and uh, not to put a down on it because you know fortunately we have a lot of other stuff that that is
0: right that is but so they- much
1: more neutral nature um uh, you know such as um you know just just let's say generally uh, you know autographed posters or right. you know, there's other notes uh, you know the in the auction that he wrote and there's questionnaires that you know he answered in his typical lemmy funny way and uh, but this this one um you know this one kind of makes you stop for a minute it
0: does it's, it's poignant yeah. yeah and another thing uh, another personal item i really liked was the Randy Rhodes? Um, it's a 1980 um, guitar pick yep. on the UK tour, and I never knew this. He never had his own picks made yep. for him, or, nor did he sign it. Or you know how you right. have a lot of guitarists; they have their signature imprinted on it. Or right. he right. was he didn't do that. I'm yep. surprised.
1: Yep. Were you surprised okay. by that? Right. There's. 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 There's actually, you know, other, uh, let's say, renowned guitar players that, Mm -hmm. you know, used a a specific type of guitar pick, Mm -hmm. uh, but never wanted it to be, you know, become a signature pick or a personalized pick. Um, uh, You know, it it obviously goes back as far as Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, very known to play a certain type of pick uh, from Manny's, but, you know, nothing ever with his name on it uh, you know, Brian May, you know, always used a coin. You know, yes. he never even used a pick. He, he 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 played a certain specific British coin that created the sound that he wanted. Uh Stevie Ray Vaughan you know, um, you know, again had a certain type of pick that he liked, you know, didn't care to have his name on it, so that's the pick he played. Same with Randy, you know, Randy played, you know, the these these plain fender, you know, uh picks. Uh, usually only in two colors I think they were either white or powder blue this is a white one Um, and you know so um, um, it's 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 it's, yeah it it makes it actually it adds a little bit to the mystique in my opinion it does Uh, but uh, you know for anyone who uh, knows Randy's history. Who has studied, uh, you know, his gear. Um, who studied, you know, the photos. <clears throat> you know, they know that yes, this this is the pick. And, yes. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're we're very excited to have you know a, a little memento like that uh, in in our auction.
0: Well, what I, what the other thing I like is that you have a lot of Aussie stuff that appears to be you know gone from history like t-shirts um merchandise that you know has shrunk in the dryer (laughs) decades (laughs) ago and uh, here you have some people that have saved it and uh here you are it's it was like something that was lost to history but no, it's not. I mean, I w- I never thought I'd see some of these shirts, and I remember them when I went to Aussie tours. You know, so
1: yeah.
0: uh, it's very interesting.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. the 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 shirts are are almost <laughs> in, in a way second to none in that. Um, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to ever find a, a comprehensive collection. Oh yeah. Um, um, you know, spanning essentially, you know, uh, the the career of an artist. Um, you know, that, like like the one that the ones that we have for for Ozzy. Um, but the same can also be said. Um, you have
0: them for a lot of bands.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have you know we have it for you know some of the bands from the bay area uh, you know thrash metal bands like exodus and, and testament yeah.
0: um
1: you know uh, but you know with respect to ozzy um i think the the t-shirts are stand out but i yeah. also believe that the concert posters are are yes. are nothing short of historic because you're truly talking about posters for you know the, the his very very first shows and, yeah um, even posters from shows that were booked uh, but cancelled uh, before he even, you know, started this tour, and uh, or posters that were misprinted because everybody knew Black Sabbath, but they didn't quite know how to spell Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I see. I've
0: seen that. Yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, but what I like
0: about it, the shirts is that you know anyone who, when you were a kid in school. You bought the shirt at the concert, and you couldn't wait to wear it the next day in high school to show off. So that shirt was constantly being used, and it just Mm -hmm. it got sort of like it just shrunk to nothingness. And it's amazing that people did save them. So I I just love that. And uh, there was another thing that I saw, and uh, I wish I would see more of this, um, an advert for Metallica Kill'em All and i saw this tour personally and i remember this advert and i saw them at the famous lamore club in brooklyn uh i was up front with all the other crazies and um (laughs) it's amazing that more adverts aren't um i don't i wish i would see more because they were always interesting of course this one's signed so yeah yeah
1: yeah no you're right the uh um, that's actually, you know, I've noticed that over the years that there are collectors that, uh, that do collect just concert ads or promotional yes. ads. And, and, and I, I can completely relate to them, <laughs> uh, because like them, I've always understood, uh, the uniqueness and, and, and significance of it because, uh, uh, you know, often, uh, you know, these ads were literally just a, a, a one-time-only thing. You know, they either yeah. advertised <laughs> a show, or they advertised the release of an album or a single. Uh, but usually, those ads would literally only run once. Yes. And, and that's it. And uh, not entirely. It, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff there that advertises something that we either completely forgot about or never even knew that it happened or existed, or it may even advertise something that in the end never happened uh, because it got canceled or changed or... Uh, you know, let's say, advertising in a new album, uh, but then the title changes. Yeah. Or the cover. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, you know, and it's, I, I love that stuff.
0: Well, why I mentioned it's, that I was there is because I've lost my ticket a long time ago, and some, for someone like <laughs> me, it'd be cool to have the ad, you know what right. I mean? Because it has the date on there and everything, so, yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. cool. And yeah. um, now, to, finally... Uh, with your KISS memorabilia. You said, uh, and I quote, one of the best memorabilia we've had, ever had. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can explain why why that is.
1: Well, um, it, 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 I think for a couple of reasons. One, uh, quantity. Um, you know, we almost have 350 lots You know, mm-hmm. of KISS memorabilia. Wow. Uh, but what I like about, um, you know, what we have now is, um, it, it, I think it is a f- very fair reflection of all the stages of kids. Meaning, uh, there's a lot of 70s, there's 80s, there's 90s, and there's 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 even current stuff. So to speak, hmm. and um, uh, it, you know, um, I can say us. You know, old folks (laughs) You know, we grew up with KISS You know, let's say in the 70s And and that's all that we You know, let's say Can relate to or care for But, you know, truth of the matter Is is that KISS is one of those Very unique rare bands that managed To uh, You know, Make new fans or and create new followers every single decade. Yes. you know. So that's where my 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 personal kiss reference starts in the 1970s. You know, for the person next to me that may have been, you know, let's say the 19. I don't know, let's say, 84, you know, uh, the Asylum album or Animalized, mm-hmm. or, you know, or for the next person, it may be, you know, the 1999 Psycho Circus album, you know, right. so we all have our own, you know, I think, starting off point, so yes. to speak, and uh, the great thing about having this much KISS stuff is is that, you know, it truly, I think, caters to every generation of KISS fans. Uh, so, you know, that's the great thing from a quantity point of view. From a quality point of view, um, you know, um, I just think we, there there's a lot of fascinating, um, you know, pieces we have. Uh, the original painting for the Unmasked album uh, and, and, and also other original artwork pieces for that album. Mm. We've got you know, a lot of phenomenal record awards, uh, all from the 70s, but, you know, issued to people, you know, that were all part of the KISS organization, uh, including a lot, you know, a lot of awards uh, issued to Bill Coin, the manager. Um, um, you know, we have um, you know, the, the rare poster and, and right. artwork layout and, and I mean, you name it, autographed pieces, but um, the, just you know, from from a Quality and quantity point of view, um, this is this is a very impressive offering of KISS memorabilia.
0: Yeah, I could see from the small items to the large. Yeah, you got yeah. everything covered here.
1: So well, you... and actually, one, one thing that I'd like to add real quick that sure. deserves uh, mention um, is that uh, among our consigners, um, uh, we also have. Uh, Tim Sullivan and Adam Rifkin, who are respectively the producer and director of the Detroit Rock City movie. From right. And, uh, uh, they really. Um, said, you know what, we've kept this stuff for 20 years. Uh, they basically, once the movie was done, they shoved it in a storage unit and didn't look back. And, uh, 20 years later, they open it up and say, you know, maybe it's a good time to start sharing this. So, mm-hmm. it's everything from the original, you know, scripts and production notes and, uh, That's awesome. The, uh, photos and and video footage of the screening and uh, the, uh, all the way to uh, the original painting uh, that was done for the poster. And and a little interesting story about that is uh, when you look at the painting real quick, you go like, yeah, 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 I've seen that before. But the but if you look closer, you realize that no, you haven't, because what happened was. Um, uh, the idea was to do this painting and have in the background uh, a a host of recognizable 1970s icons. So... Uh, you look close in the painting and you will see, you know, Farrah Fawcett and Lee Mayers and you'll see John Travolta and Evil Knievel mm. and James Belushi, and, but you'll also see Joss and, you know, Charles Manson and uh, all these, these crazy characters. Well, the idea was great till somebody probably at the legal department <laughs> of New Line Cinema said, Well, yeah, that's all fine and well, but if we're gonna use this commercially then we need to pay for the, you know, royalties because we're using the likeness of all right. the They should have learned and from the
0: Some Girls album Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Somebody probably, you know, pulled out a pocket calculator and said, well, this is how much it's going (laughs) to (laughs) cost. And then once they were after the initial shock and realization, they said, well, maybe we should replace all those faces with just you know made up random faces which is what they did yes so the version that everybody knows meaning the version that's on the dvd or on you know the poster or the the advertising that they use that is the second or let's say the 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 revised edition uh but this this painting is is truly the the original as it was supposed to you know be used and um so but we also have like funny props from the movie you know there's the scene in the little uh you know uh uh, Smiley Mart, as it's called, where there's a <laughs> the tug of war, you know, with Stretch Armstrong, and so you know we got the Stretch Armstrong, and uh, you know we got the the fake kiss tickets and the fake kiss backstage passes, and we got we actually have the drumsticks, you know, that Peter threw in the audience at the end of the show, and you know, so there's it, that. It's just fun, you know. It's it, it, that is a fun collection to look at because uh, you don't often, you know, get to see. Uh, production materials from from a movie. Uh, yeah, I could and, see Kiss
0: fans going bonkers over this.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so because it's uh, you know you could say, hey, it's only twenty years ago, but uh, eventually, you know, in my opinion, um, twenty years from now, uh, yes. that will have the same you know meaning as something from the seventies. It's know?
0: gonna it's gonna be a good investment, especially the painting. Yeah. yeah
1: definitely there's a story Absolutely. behind it
0: there's a lot yeah. to it yeah well yeah. Well. thank you for taking the time with us and good luck with the auction and we'll be talking to you soon so thanks Jacques.
1: i much appreciate it pat and and thanks again for having me on the show it's always a great pleasure
0: thank you Okay. Don't forget to visit the Rock Gods and Meadow Monster auction preview right on now. And then Saturday on, it's going to be a May 11th, the auction will start and happy bidding. In the meantime, you can go to goldminemags.com and get a subscription percentage off and read exclusive content. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine signing off. Talk to you later.